0: I'm Summer. And I'm Elle. This season on the South Phoenix Oral History Podcast.
1: Join us as we research, write, and submit an article for academic publication
0: from start to finish. Each episode, we'll share our progress with you and challenge you to work side by side on your own project. Our work is grounded in oral history research and method, but yours doesn't have to be. Consider us your global virtual writing group. Let's do this together. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Hi, Summer. I'm very good. How are you? Excellent. So we are going to interpret one of the questions in our survey today. For those of you who are joining us again to talk about the survey, where is South Phoenix? Last time we talked about landmarks. Today, we're going to discuss the question, which we thought was a really fun question when we wrote it. And I really still love this question. It is, if you're not in South Phoenix and you are traveling to get there, how do you know you've arrived? Ellie, do you want to tell us kind of why we wrote this question this way and sort of give us some background on the question itself?
1: Sure. So um, most of our other questions beside where is South Phoenix, which is the sort of main key question of the survey, um, we were trying to get different responses to that same question so um, last time we uh, we discussed uh, the landmarks of South Phoenix so we asked people to look internally to what they thought where South Phoenix was but to look in South Phoenix this time we were um, looking to uh, get some uh, feedback and some answers on the on what people thought were the key points of entering South Phoenix. Um, and so it's still related to the boundaries more so than the what's in South Phoenix. And uh, we got very interesting responses.
0: We did. Um, a few of them are, I would call them offensive. <laughs> a few of them make me very uncomfortable. Um, but a lot of them are great, right? Like just great. So when you saw some answers on this particular question, and I'm just kind of scrolling here um, through our screen, but you might remember from reading it yourself, was there anything specific that came up for you that you noticed people said in this particular question?
1: I think that from the from the answers we got some landmarks we got some again boundaries to where people think South Phoenix is but we also have as you said like these uncomfortable responses which besides the offensiveness <laughs> I tried to look at them as social response so something an answer that tells me about how people perceive South Phoenix as well which I mean, it's not, those are not definitely the majority of the answers that we got, but it's still a portion of those, right? And something that we need to keep in mind because it informs what people think of South Phoenix as well. I mean, it's not what we like, but it's something that we need to keep in consideration.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Some of what we're looking at here is the perception of the area. So even though these answers are not all, like there's only a few that really stuck out to me as, as gross Um, But even though they make me uncomfortable, they tell us something about what people think and say about South Phoenix, for sure. Um, Ellie, you've never been to South Phoenix. So you can't answer this question. But I can tell you, I know I've arrived in, I don't know if I've ever arrived in South Phoenix. Like when I think about it that way, that this would be a very hard question for me to answer. And I don't live in the community, but I do work in the community. So when I think about how to get there physically in my car. I think I believe I'm in South Phoenix once I hit major boundaries, right? So I don't get drawn in towards a specific place, but it's like, if I've passed maybe 19th Avenue and I'm on the 17 or I'm South of the 17, I would think I'm in South Mountain or South Phoenix. If I was coming from the East side, probably when I cross like 40th street, maybe I would think I was in South Phoenix. And then for me, it's baseline Dobbins or the mountain anywhere else is Awatuki. Um, I just don't think like, Oh, I'm in South Phoenix. If I'm in Awatuki. some people do, but I don't, but this would be a challenging question for me for sure. Just cause like, I don't, I don't know, you know, for me, it's not home, but it is a place that I'm comfortable. Right. So it sort of feels like a place I just always am once I'm getting there which I know is complicated, but I noticed quite a few people, not as many when we talked about landmarks, but quite a few people mentioned um, the lights on South Mountain. So this person wrote, as soon as you see the lights, the South Mountain lights, you are know you are close. If you're coming from the North, when you smell the river bottom, you know, you've hit the South side. If you're coming from the East and past Mill, that's a street. Um, Once you pass that Fry's Electronics, you've hit the south side. So the Fry's Electronics is on Baseline Road and I would say maybe 40th Street, just west of the I-10 freeway. So it's no longer open, but the building itself is still there. Um, And so that's interesting that they chose the Fry's Electronics as like a major landmark. When I see the big mountain, the red lights on the mountain, Mountains, very mountainous, right? Lots of this um, mountain range. The towers from Dobbins Overlook; those are also the TV towers of the red lights. Uh, let's see, more mountains. Baseline, South Mountain antennas. The tell that those are the TV towers again. The red lights. I love all these, like these are more like what I would think when you get to a certain street, that's when you think you're in South Phoenix. So when you pass 7th Street, Southern Baseline and Broadway, when you've passed Southern, when you hit 24th Street, Central and Baseline, 24th Street, South of the River, right? So you've got a bunch of like streets and you've got a bunch of mention of the mountains. What else are you noticing as we're kind of scrolling through these? Anything? Yes. I've seen
1: some people mention, maybe not many. Some people mentioned the bridge. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, there's one here that says crossing over the two bridges. This person looks to me like they've been in South Phoenix for a while, just based on some of the things they wrote, like the list of landmarks, for example. Like these are familiar to me. So this person's answer, crossing over the two bridges, I'm assuming he or she is talking about um, the central the Central Avenue Bridge, which crosses the Salt River. Um, Or a lot of times people talk about the 16th Street Bridge as well. So every, every major street that runs north and south is a number in Phoenix. So central is zero, right? And then if you're on 7th, 16th, 24th, 48th, any of the 32nd, any of those, you're going to go north and south and you're going to end up crossing over the river, Salt River, which is a huge, huge river bottom. Um, it's usually dry, but not always. And so these bridges are really iconic in South Phoenix because they're relatively new. Like our younger our younger listeners who are in college, for example, these, these bridges are not new to them. But people who are my age or older and they're like maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, The bridges are new to them because as their childhood evolved, there were no bridges. You had to drive through the river bottom. You had to actually drive over a major river, which was usually dry, to get into North Phoenix or Phoenix or to get back home to South Phoenix. So crossing over the bridges can really feel like a meaningful moment when traveling into South Phoenix from somewhere else. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's also another um, uh, uh, answer. I think I can. I only see one, but it's quite interesting. Someone wrote uh, Van Buren Avenue. Mm-hmm. It actually used to be a dividing
0: north uh, and south. Yeah, yeah. Where is that one? I'm looking for it. Yes. So this is one of those things that I love looking for because so often we hear there are very clear. Here it is, Van Buren. There are very clear distinctions between people who think South Phoenix ends at the Salt River, people who think South Phoenix ends or begins right at the railroad tracks, or people who think it ends or begins on maybe Washington Street, which is closer to downtown. But there is some part of, you know, in Arizona history that links Van Buren to the northernmost boundary of South Phoenix. And not really South Phoenix, the way we look at it as a community, but really a South Phoenix as the place where um redlining prohibited people of color from owning or renting property. So at one point, Van Buren was the northernmost boundary in terms of who could live north of Van Buren based on race. So really you could you could push it all the way to Van Buren. It's pretty far north for our purposes. We probably could like tiptoe into those areas, but that was not where we would focus most of our attention. Mm. Interesting. I really like this one. This person says, honestly, I just know my family has lived here their whole lives. So I still came here every week for me, 24 years of my life. And I moved here in 2016. And I, I relate to that, right? Like you just, know when you're there right yeah
1: this is more this is a more um genuine probably intimate answer right
0: yeah honestly I just know that's so sweet this one's this one's sweet my grandmother used to tell us that if we ever got lost all we needed to do was go towards the south mountain lights and we would find our way home yeah I love that love that one Let's see. I like this one because it's true. South Phoenix is a complicated place, right? Like when you do a driving tour of the community, you're going to see ancient history reflected in the mountain. You're going to see agricultural history reflected in the quickly disappearing cotton fields and citrus groves. And you're going to see a lot of industrial development um, for a little bit further north. And I thought this person did a good job of identifying that distinction or those distinctions, I view some parts of South Phoenix as a bit more industrial than some of the other areas. Some parts of South Phoenix appear to be older and maybe it's had lower income than other areas than the buildings that are less likely to be renovated and tend to be older. So they kind of identified that there's a lot of industrial stuff, whereas a lot of other people identified some of the kind of farming background. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of the ones that stand out to us as what we don't like?
1: Yeah, so do we want to read them or just talk
0: about them? <laughs> Let's talk about them generally, and if we need an example, we can we can use an example. Uh,
1: I guess the theme that all of these answers have in common is that they talk about South Phoenix as um, uh, distinguishly different from the rest of the city, hmm. and so. The- know they get there when they see that there is a big change and the change that these people perceive it to negative
0: in contrast to the rest of the city. It's a very generous description, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that those kinds of answers are outliers, right? If we have over a hundred responses, I can't remember how many we have at this point, but we have over a hundred responses. I would say maybe 10 of those have these kinds of dismissive, disrespectful borderline racist responses um, and maybe outli- outright racist. But for me, I, w- I didn't see any like giant red blinking, you know, signs that said, you know, but I you can read between the lines. Yeah. So I think some of the things that came up for me as I was reading those 10 outliers or so is they reference poverty. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll say like, you know, homeless people or poor people, Right. They'll reference what that one response said about kind of the homes being in like disrepair, not being as well managed or renovated. And they might mention, you know, African-American or Hispanic people, or kind of like one of them mentioned street food, right? So these are people who are selling food out of their cars or out of coolers just on the side of the road. And that is very unique to Phoenix in general, but South Phoenix specifically. Um, for me, one thing I notice about South Phoenix that isn't t- totally a landmark, but it, it it is kind of leaning towards what some of those responses might have c- captured, but maybe not as um, like critically. When you're driving through South Phoenix, you're going to see less maintenance when it comes to the streets. So the, the, a lot of the city planted trees, for example, are dead or gone. Um, Bougainvillea, which is a popular kind of landscaping bush in Arizona. It's got really beautiful, bright red flowers, and it's a green bush. It grows all over the city. And South Phoenix had these beautiful, they call, they were called ghost trees, these beautiful iron sculptures that were designed and installed all along Baseline Road about 10 or 15 years ago. And they planted Bougainvillea at the base of those iron sculptures to grow up into these beautiful iron you know, sculptures. Well, those Bougainvillea have died and they haven't been replaced. And that's not the fault of the people in South Phoenix, right? Like they pay the same taxes of everybody else who's, who are also living in the greater Phoenix area. But their area is not as taken care of the way the rest of the city is. I think that that references some of those mentions of like poverty or the poorly maintained roads, things like that, that maybe some of our respondents were identifying, but not necessarily investigating the way we can, right? Yeah.
1: I saw another term that I thought was interesting. Someone, um, uh, instead of mentioning poverty specifically, they said disorganized.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Disorganized. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder why that word was used. Because the city's still a grid, right? South Phoenix is still on a grid. But maybe 40 years ago, a lot of it was ranching property. So a lot of this major roads that we know would have been like one or two lane roads that kind of meandered, but they've since been carved out the way the rest of the city feels or lies. That is an interesting find. Yeah
1: i mean i would put it into the uh, the I, i'm i'm not really sure if this person meant it to be you know um uh negative specifically if it was just an observation um because it they're not using you know a a, a derogative or a, just a bad term like some of the other answers that we saw but it was it was still interesting i mean it still hints to um uh, uh something that could this person be improved of course
0: yeah you're right because it is exactly as you were saying like at least it's a it's perceived as negative and different right disorganized meaning the rest of the world is organized because that's how I knew I was here mm-hmm. um yeah so do you want to do our our usual challenge where we both write maybe a paragraph or two about this particular question yeah I'd love to Awesome. And tell our listeners, because I'm not sure we told them what we're doing with these things. We're not going to read our answers. Why not? Why aren't we reading those on the pod? We each wrote our a
1: paragraphs, landmarks, a section that we read last time, but we decided not to share them because we think that we may actually use those paragraphs for our article. I mean, mine, I remember, was just basically summing up everything that we said during the um, the podcast. but They were still, you know, pretty well-written considerations that we may actually put in the article.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we, I think that's what I envision is once we have our article written, we'll have a footnote. So most articles have a footnote introducing the authors. So we'll introduce me, we'll introduce, introduce you. And then I think we should include in the article, like to listen along as we research and design this article, follow our podcast. And I think we'll put a link right there in the footnote, so a lot of the folks who might be listening to this after the fact, right? Someone who reads our article, goes back and listens to the podcast, they already know what we think. So there's no point in like re like we don't want to rehash the same stuff over and over again as much as we already kind of do. So what so that's our challenge for this week is to write our own reflections on the question of how do you know you've arrived in South Phoenix? And what do we want to do next? We're we're pretty close to being ready to talk about the boundaries, how the boundaries have changed and the maps. So do you want to talk about the maps next time we record?
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking we could um, uh, finish up this section with what are your impressions of the geographical, historical and demographic makeup of South Phoenix. And then we
0: go into the more sort of scientific. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good to me. So that's what we'll do next time. Uh, for those of you who are researching along with us, do the same thing we just did, like take one point of data, analyze it for 20 minutes or so, and then write up a little reaction or thought on it that you might be able to use in in your reading in the future. Sound good? Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, We will see you next time. Thank you for joining us.